ironoverload.io presents Iron Overload No Bullshit Podcast with your co-host Steve from the American Underground and Mobster from the UK Iron Den. Get ready for the UG info like you've never heard before. No bullshit, no lies, straight hardcore truth. A bodybuilding podcast like you never heard before. And here we go. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, ironoverload.io hardcore episode 16 steve here and the mobster joining me what's up buddy this is definitely one of those getting in shape cycle guys so listen up we're going to talk about how it feels we're going to talk about the expert's opinion for one of these drugs specifically and everything else let's go today we're going to talk about t-ball toronable and anavar also known as exandrolone and you know these two you know, these two are, are dry compounds. We discussed it on the pre-show. And um, really, they kind of they kind of are similar in a lot of ways. Um, I bet you There's... if you ran T-Bowl for five weeks and then ran Anavar a year later for five weeks, you'd get very similar results on both yes. of them. And you wouldn't even know the difference. T-Bowl is much, much cheaper. However, T-Bowl is not a popular steroid. Anavar is. Anavar is the second most popular oral steroid out there according to a poll that was done and it was a legitimate poll that was done and t-ball didn't even come on the top 10 so it's interesting to see uh mobster and i were kind of discussing on the pre-show why is that and i think a big reason why t-ball isn't as popular as anavar is because it's it's weak it's considered weak especially as for men and um it's very 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 uh you know very weak and you can run it for five weeks by itself and you would feel a difference after a couple weeks. Yes. But then third, fourth, fifth week, you're not kind of taking things to the next level in terms of your strength, in terms of your physique, in terms of anything, you don't really feel it doing much in your body. So I think that's one of the reasons a lot of people shy away from T-Ball, but T-Ball is a great option for those of you who like to stay active. Um, And if I do like, let's say I do yoga for a month, and, you know, I take a break from weight training. I do yoga for a month. I like to do that. I really do. Kind of gives my body a chance to relax and increase my mobility, increase my, increase my flexibility. T-ball is a great option for me because when I do my yoga, it's not going to interfere with my yoga. It's not going to give me crippling palms. It's not going to give me uh, – it's not going to – it's not going to whack my endurance because the type of yoga I do is very intense – and it's a type of yoga where a lot of people cannot survive. You know, so that's that's the facts about uh, T-Bowl. So that's why I like T-Bowl in, in certain situations to fit. But if you're a guy, you want to go into the gym and you want to you get stronger, you want to get bigger, you want to really transform your body in five weeks, the T-Bowl ain't going to do much for you. So that's why I think a lot of people don't like using T-Bowl as much as some of the other steroids, but it's very cheap and it's a very good mild, mild compound. So I think a lot of people should, I think a lot of you should try it. And, um, but that's the thing too about it. That's that, that kind of goes with this is that it doesn't, it, it's not very powerful when you run it by itself. You know, it's very, very weak, but when you stack it, it yeah. becomes, it becomes, you know, it kind of is a good icing on the cake on a cycle. That's how I would describe it. So using it by itself is a darn near a waste. For, for most people out there. But if you stack it, it's a cheap, 
alternative to some of the other steroids. And it's got very little to no side effects because it doesn't aromatize and it doesn't have androgen, much androgenic side effects. One of the things that I've agreed with Steve in previous shows when we've discussed around about is funny enough, oh, one quick thing here, guys. It's one of the very few, if the only drug that's ever been sponsored by a state-promoted organization vis-a-vis -vis, uh, East Germany for the Olympic athletes. It was designed, obviously, to increase performance specifically for those guys in combination with other drugs. And the idea, obviously, being at that particular time, not now, so bear that in mind, uh, it wasn't something that people were aware of in terms of other athletes and other organizations so it was kind of a little bit underground in that uh, they didn't know it was out there and why the athletes were performing better. What I was going to say, Steve, it's kind of weird for me in that when you are quite correct in saying it's not even in the top 10, and yet, as we've discussed on previous shows when it's come up, how many times have we seen top gurus, top advisors, top people that are into performance-enhancing drugs say that is vastly underrated? vastly underrated for lean gains for get that little bit of getting shaped and especially as Steve said when it's stacked and you will see guru after guru I'm talking about from way back in the day till now from when it was first available in the way that it is now and 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 the books the other podcasts other videos that there and they will tell you that they rate it more highly than the sales would indicate so it's, it's definitely one of those things that you you perhaps need to try at some point certainly in terms of lean gains, and especially with Anavar for me, as I have used, of course, a strength gain stack for me, I can see me getting that little bit leaner and adding a few more pounds, a few more kilos here and there on the bars, on the machines, and so on and so forth. And like I said, very highly rated by those in the know. So I suspect, and I actually said this to Steve in the pre-show, I think it's one of those drugs, Steve, that you don't feel. And what do I mean by feel? We said in a previous podcast we just recorded, talking about Debol being a great feel-good drug. And Debol and, for example, one of our the pumps. So Tyranobol doesn't give you that sense of well-being as much as, say, Debol. And you're certainly not going to get those almost cramping, uncomfortable, painful pumps that both Debol and Anavar can give you, and especially that it concerns your manipulation and nutrition and how you train, volume and so on, Steve. So it's not that kind of drug. So you don't get that great feel. You don't. It's not used for for TRT. It's not used as one of those things that's going to replace your natural testosterone. It's literally specifically created for sports enhancement to make you better athlete. So that's where you might notice it. That's where combining it with Anavar, a little bit better in the gym, a little bit stronger. And something I was going to give in terms of advice, and I said this in the pre-show to Steve, guys. If you're using T-Bolt and, and it's a first-time experience and you were waiting for something to feel that I know that I'm on it, here's the trick. Take photographs at the beginning. Take careful notes of your size. Take careful notes of the weights and the reps and the sets that you're doing in the gym. And then at the end of the cycle, look at the photograph. Better still, get someone else to do it because we're very, very hard sometimes, Steve, and analyzing our own stuff. And that is, look at the picture. Tell me that you don't look a bit leaner if your diet was on point and your training was as it should be. And tell me then that you didn't get really a load of side effects. Tell me then that you actually got a result. It wasn't 20 pounds of muscle. It might have been three or four pounds of muscle, but you look a little bit leaner. You look a bit, a little bit better in shape. You didn't get loads of side effects. And boom, you felt damn good. 
because at the end, the end result really, and I said this before, Steve, even with the feel good factor for Debo, as we just discussed previously, the end result is the thing. <laughs> it's, 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 if you say that you want to get in shape and at the end of the cycle, you're in shape, then the cycle works. How you felt, the comfort, the pumps, whatever, shouldn't really matter that much. But obviously, we're looking to try and negate some of those things. And we, we, we know we're going to give you tips and ideas. We do that all the time. But ultimately, the end result matters. And T-Bow, I will say, again, why the whole of the East German state at that time? It worked. It made them win medals. And so, therefore, the literally, the performance enhancement drug, T-Bow is a performance enhancing drug. No question, Steve. Okay, so let's talk about the other compound in this, which is Anovar. And Anovar yeah. is second most popular steroid out there, even though it's expensive. And it's been around, it started getting around more popular in the 80s, and then it got banned. As you got closer to the 90s, I think late 80s is when it got banned. And or early, early 90s, very early 90s. But in any event, after it was banned, it was very sought after and people really, really wanted it. The reason it was so popular back in the 80s was because it didn't aromatize into estrogen. And, you know, there is some some effects that it has on, on helping fat loss. So the cycle, as Mobster alluded to when we first started, stacking both of these, you're not going to get any water retention and Anavar obviously is a DHC derivative. So each one incapable of aromatizing estrogen. You don't got to worry about any water retention. You, got, you don't have to worry about water weight at all. You don't have to worry about estrogen and very little androgenic side effects. So both of these are very, very mild compounds. And, you know, you can definitely cut very easily on this stack. Um, yes. They shouldn't mess around with your appetite. They shouldn't mess around appetite. Um, of course, there are people who react differently to steroids, but, and, uh, you know, so you're going to be able to really cut or eat in a deficit or fast or do a lot of different ways to, to cut down on the stack. You're not going to be wanting to eat. Now, if you ran D-Bowl, D-Bowl increases appetite very rapidly. Yeah. So running D-Bowl versus T-Bowl, that's one of the biggest differences besides the estrogen difference is that D-Bowl will make you hungry. You'll have the munchies. You won't be able to get satiated when you eat a meal. But on this stack, it's not going to affect your hunger in that way. So it's going to be much easier to cut down on the stack. I got a lot of respect for both these compounds. I like them for cutting. Definitely a good idea for cutting. I think in both situations, you can take the dosage and cut the dosage in half. Let's say T-ball, 40 to 50 milligrams by itself. So in this case, I cut it in half. I do 20 to 25 milligrams. Same thing with Anavar, 50 milligrams by itself. I cut it in half, do 25 milligrams. You know, so stack them both together, 20, 25 milligrams each. Go yeah. for five weeks, go for six weeks. Make sure you're not drinking on cycle. Alcohol is much worse for you than people want to believe, even if you're drinking a couple times a week. You know, we've talked, me and Mobster have talked about that on prior podcasts, but that is the facts. You know, we can put up pictures of what someone's liver looks like who drinks twice a week versus someone's liver who doesn't drink at all. And it's going to yeah. look completely different. That's just the facts. You're making your liver do more work than it needs to do. And then you're throwing, these, stero you're throwing these steroids on top of it. And now your yes. liver has to do even more work. 
So what do you think is going to happen? You're going to feel tired. You're going to feel tired. That's why a lot of people drink alcohol and it helps them fall asleep because your body gets stressed down. Your body wants to sleep. You get fatigued. So it helps them sleep. There are other things you can do to help you sleep, guys, that are healthy. <laughs> so you want to make sure you're taking care of your liver, guys, on this. It is normal for your liver to get strained on this cycle. Both these compounds are 17-alpha-alkylated mobster, both of them. So talk a little bit about that and then talk about what we take as liver support and why that's so important. Yeah, I've just said it in a previous show, Steve, as you know. Why make things more difficult for yourself, guys, than you need to do? Why make more hard work for yourself? Imagine you're driving a car. It's a great car. It's got, it's got it revs high. It's got a, a lovely turbo. It's got injection. It's got all the bits and pieces. And then ever so slightly depressing the brake at the same time while you're driving. You're just stressing the engine more. This is that. That's that's what drinking in anything other than a serious, serious moderation, like one or two glasses of wine a week, a beer, maybe two beers a week. Seriously, that would be it. And even then, as Steve says, there is a difference, it is especially over time, guys. But for me, the idea that I would be trying to get in shape and I'm going to use performance-enhancing drugs, in this example, Turanabol and Anavar, and I'm going to be smashing the weights in the gym, and my diet's going to be, oh, yeah, look at that. That's, that's amazing. I've got a meal prep thing going. Maybe I've done it myself. Maybe I've brought that in. I'm doing everything on point. And then the weekend, I go crazy. I'm out to 3 o'clock in the morning. I'm drinking with my buddies. You know, we're not smashing it, but we're drinking one or two beers an hour. And I'm out for six hours. That's six beers, seven beers. And then I get the munchies because it's 3 o'clock in the morning. So I have some sort of takeout. Yeah, hang on. Haven't I just put in five weeks or six weeks or seven weeks of work? to try and get in shape. Haven't I been every single day except that day pushing myself really, really hard, eating, trying to do cardio, trying to stay in shape? That's the whole point. Haven't I spent five, six, seven hundred dollars on this cycle and the bits and pieces that go with the cycle to get into shape and now I'm making a right mess of it at the weekend? No, guys, come on. It's, there will be a party later on. There's a chance for a beer later on, a glass of wine later on. Same as there's going to be cycles later on. Focus on the matter in hand. You woke up one day and you decided you were going to get into shape. You started training properly. You started diet properly. And you decided to use these performance-enhancing drugs. These are going to aid that journey. Don't then waste some of the time, some of the effort, and especially some of the money. All those things, all that stuff, that all that you've put in, only to go out and kind of ruin it by going crazy at the weekend. And it's just the sheer stress on the body. Um Everything we do, going to the gym is, is a potential risk for injury. And it's over and above what normal Joes do. But that's why you're an athlete. That's why you're there. And you want something to happen. And what you want to happen is to get leaner, get bigger, get stronger, and so on and so forth. So you're doing stuff like that. Things wear and tear. I'm an older guy wearing tear, lifting and crazy weights in the gyms. You know, this aches, that aches. It's, it's par for the course. But I've tried to get into a place that's a bit special. Now, even if you're not trying to break world records like I've done in the past, you're still trying to get in shape when for most people it's a difficult job. So why don't stress your body any more than you need to? Now, that said, you can obviously negate certain aspects. Now, whether that's with something like Guard, using Guard will essentially it's an organ protector, guys. There are similar products, but this is the one that Steve and I both personally use. It's the one that we both personally recommend. And all things considered, compare the ingredients, guys. 
it's it's yin and yang. This is for us. It's, it's, there's the one that works, and then we know what's in it, and we can see the the right amounts. And when we're on cycle, we know that we've kind of we've insured ourselves. We're taking the oral steroids, but we're not doing crazy amounts. We're not drinking at the weekend, and we're doing the best we possibly can to negate the side effects. And specifically, the issue here is, with, as with any oral cycle, and indeed oral and injectable combinations, the oral drugs tend to have to be protected from the body, breaking it down. Essentially, the body will break this down, and you won't get the steroid into the body and into the muscle and where it's supposed to work, because the body will break it down and turn it into food or energy. So it has to be protected, 17 alkylated, alkyl as you know. So essentially, what does that mean? It's treated in such a way that the first pass through the liver doesn't break it down. It's not excreted, it's not used as energy, it's not used as food. And in the, the second pass, the third pass, that going into the bloodstream, that's what we want. So that can stress the liver. So this training will stress the liver, sometimes unusual diets, sometimes uh, too much training, too much cardio can do those things. It's all a bit wear and tear. We're trying to negate that as much as possible. And of course, ultimately, even with performance enhancing drugs, it should be as a part of a overall healthy lifestyle, Steve, as you know. But obviously, we know that, guys, this is real world. So, guys, so we tell you the real world stuff. Best you can, don't go boozing it. No, no hooch, minimal, minimal amounts of alcohol. And ideally, on cycle, none at all. I mean, that's the best advice, guys, because ultimately you're trying to get the best results. If you decide to go out and have a few beers at the weekend, you will look at the end of the time on cycle and compare it to your brother or a cousin or someone like that that's done exactly the same as you but didn't go out drinking. I would say that the other person's going to have that slightly better result. We don't want that, do we? We want number one results. We want the best out of what we're doing. And it's for us to give you the best advice that we possibly can for those reasons, Steve. We'll talk about training on this cycle now, Steve. What do you think? Definitely talk about some training. We'll get into some uh, some diet stuff too. So what's your training tips for this cycle? One of the things we talked about when it comes to getting in shape, Steve, and this is definitely a getting in shape side, a, a getting cut, ripping up cycle, guys. Something we talked about in previous podcasts is what I call the run-up. So guys, start, especially when you're on, uh, using Anavar in this particular example, get into shape in terms of your cardiovascular ability beforehand. Start prepping by eating cleaner beforehand. Now, I know a lot of guys that get real, real strict when they're on cycle, but I'm talking about being semi-strict beforehand. And the, the cardiovascular thing will have an advantage here, Steve, because on occasion, one of the side effects from Anavar use can be the VAR pumps. And I've had the VAR pumps, and it's not a pleasant experience. So as Steve has talked about in previous podcasts, if you're using a drug that does give you those kind of crazy pumps, and Debo would be the other one, uh, doing cardio when your legs are pumped and your calf, your calves are pumped and, and even your shins are pumped and all that kind of stuff's going on is it, not a good thing. So get into shape beforehand and get a little bit leaner beforehand and then let the drugs work their magic in enhancing the end result again. So for me, that would be the run-up during the cycle on point. Now, I typically train for strength. You guys are training for muscle. Some of you guys are looking to get cut. So the diet should do the majority of the work in terms of you losing surplus weight. And when we say, what people will say about losing weight, Steve, they really mean fat. No one wants to lose muscle. Uh, unless you're making weight for a particular reason, and this is not really that kind of cycle. What I mean by that is wrestling or any weight-specific event. 
that requires you to be 90 kilos, 80 kilos, whatever. This is not that kind of cycle. This is more about getting you into shape. So getting into shape is as much food, a little bit of an increase in the gym, I think, Steve, in terms of the volume. Um, I would be, again, specific to this cycle. Because I train for strength, the switch that I would make here is I wouldn't be looking for top weights. I wouldn't be looking for lower sets and reps. It would be 12, 8 to 12 reps. And what I would probably be looking for the most, and I can do this. In fact, I did a similar training program like this just today. I would work my ass off and try to concentrate as much as I possibly can on getting the best contraction. In other words, getting the most out of the workout that I possibly could. Now, that combination of flexing, and you can even do that as a posing thing after the workout, but literally flexing against the resistance of the weight, that trying to contract the bicep in a curl, for example. When I'm doing a heavy curl, Steve, I'm just throwing that bitch up and down, and my muscles get bigger. But do, I want my muscles to pop on this cycle. I want, the, I want to get everything out of the cycle I possibly can. So me squeezing that muscle, that contraction, to a small degree, will aid the end result. And you see this with professional bodybuilders getting into shape for competitions. They're going to be doing similar cycles to this as they're doing a run-up to a competition. And what do they do, Steve? They practice their posing. That's not just for stagecraft, looking good in displaying, but also because the actual posing, the contraction of the muscle, makes it pop more. It seems to add something. And I would definitely do this on this kind of cycle. I would, I mean, if I'm going to use an Avanti bowl, I'm looking to get in shape. I want my muscles to pop. So I'm going to flex in the contracted point. I'm going to concentrate on that especially and if i can after the training after the gym hit the posing 5 10 15 minutes if you can get it up to 15 20 minutes a day guys trust me the end result with that contraction combined and this cycle and your diet and everything else the combination should make stuff happen should make muscles pop guys if you're not doing that try a cycle that like this if you say you've done it before and then add that in and see if you don't see a little bit more at the end Steve. what do you think so I want to give, uh, yeah, I, I really like on this stack doing high reps and really getting those pumps going. You're going to have nice pumps on the stack. T-Bowl, you know, very, very light but pronounced pumps when you're using T-Bowl. And then obviously with the Anovar, the Anovar pumps are really, really unique ooh, ooh, as well. Ooh. Yep. So you really, really enjoy that. I want to talk a little bit about diet. Yeah. Um. And uh, some some diet tips here. So obviously you're running the stack. You're not looking to bulk, you know, a lot. You're not looking to put, you know, 10, 20 pounds here. You're looking to cut down. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you. I'm going to tell you how to run this if you want to cut down. All right. Yeah. Six weeks. This is this is what you do. You're going to basically alternate day fast. So day one, you're not going to eat anything the whole day. You're allowed water, uh, good quality water. And that's about it. Um, you can add in some electrolytes in your water if you must. Um, that's an option. But you're not allowed anything else, guys. And some people who are really, really addicted to coffee or, or tea or something, fine. You can have some coffee or tea. I personally don't believe in coffee or tea when you're fasting. But a lot of people are okay with it. That's fine. That's their business. I mean, coffee and tea still have nutrients in it. So, if you really want to get the most of your fast, stick to just good quality water. But if you must have coffee, a little coffee, fine. That's fine. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna argue with that. <clears throat> then the second day, two to three good quality meals, whole foods, not processed, no refined sugars, no refined oils. Eat, eat a whole based diet. 
of real food, nothing from a factory. And then the next day, fast the whole day. So basically, you're you're fasting one day, eating good quality foods the next two, three meals. And it's basically called alternate day fasting. Now, we've seen from, there's a really, really good study that came out where they alternate day fast at athletes. The athletes at the end of the alternate day fast, they not only lost three inches off their waist, but they also gained a little bit of muscle during that fast. Wow. So you ask yourself, wow. how is that even possible? How can you gain muscle when you're eating this type of style? And the reason is, is your growth hormone is going up. When you run this type of cycle, your growth hormone is zooming up 500% higher than it was. So you basically are running growth hormone in this cycle when you alternate day fast like this. So that's the secret to why you keep it. And the other reason is your body is not tapping into muscle protein for energy when you're on this. Your, your body is tapping into other sources for energy on, the, on, the, on this type of eating style. So it's just not true that your body is going to eat away at your muscle, unless you're less than two or 3% body fat. That's, that's the only case where you have to worry about that. But otherwise, it's going to tap into your fat stores for energy. So it's going to deplete your glycogen stores, obviously. Then after it depletes your glycogen stores, it's going to go after your fat stores next. That's why you're generating ketones when you do this type of fasting. So this is a really good way if you really want to cut down. Let's say you want to go from... 15, 16% body fat and get on their 10% body fat. This, this can happen. And you've never been lean in your life and you want to get lean. This is what you got to do. Just going and eating in a deficit every day, 250, 500 calorie deficit is not going to really do much, guys. Your body is going to react. When you eat 500 calories less a day, your body is going to burn 500 less calories a day too. That's just the way our bodies work. Plus the foods you eat, 70% of the calories you burn is from the food you're eating as well. So you see your body has mechanisms in place to adjust to that. And that's why fasting is far more effective and permanent than eating in a caloric deficit. Also with fasting, you boost your insulin sensitivity. You don't boost your insulin sensitivity when you eat in a caloric deficit. So that's very important. So not only is it going to help you burn fat now it's going to help you burn fat in the future and it's going to help you stay lean in the future something else steve which is well worth mentioning and i think sometimes we forget the reason why a great many perhaps not in the case of torino bowl but certainly most of the other steroids we talk about were created for nitrogen retention essentially guys you're, you're medically knackered you've got something to matter with you and you're being given an anabolic steroid to hold on to muscle tissue. So what one of the great advantages Steve said, if you do choose to go along with Steve's advice there and, and, and do the alternate fasting, is you shouldn't lose too much muscle because the drugs are going to help you retain that muscle. That's part of what they were medically created for. It isn't always necessarily about building because the medical guys are only trying to stop you wasting away. The doctors and, and the the, the uh surgeons etc don't want you to lose muscle tissue as a result of surgery or as a result of an illness that you might have and especially when you're laying in recovering in bed in hospital so they give you the drugs for that particular reason for nitrogen retention for muscle retention and so we we typically when we take an anabolic steroids we think of muscle growing but again as steve said this is about getting into shape guys as i said right at the beginning so if we're thinking about getting into shape 
It's about holding on to muscle tissue and losing fat. So Steve says the fast, which we know works, Steve will back that up. It's not just something he makes up. He backs up his, his information. There's articles out there that he can produce if you ask him to. That's been done. We do it on the forums all the time. So again, that alternate fasting that Steve suggests would be a great way to get into shape. It boosts your growth hormone, like Steve says, and he can show you the data and the drugs will help you to retain muscle. So you might not be eating on a day. You're not going to go instantly catabolic. And in fact, that's specifically why certain steroids were created. Antivirus, especially if we talk about teranobol being a performance enhancer, as I said earlier on, then Anavar will help you retain that muscle. And again, it's only 24 hours, guys. Honestly, I've talked about this multiple times, and Steve and I have discussed this on the forum when we've been talking about these kind of things. If the human race struggled quite as much as sometimes we think in terms of muscle loss for a day, guys, we wouldn't be having this conversation. The human race wouldn't exist. You will not disappear in a day. And in fact, the end result, again, is you being leaner, you being healthier, you looking better, then it's worth doing the work. And it's worth trying Steve's idea of alternate day fasting. So give it a try. So in this cycle, alternate fasting will work fantastic. Now, other cycles, it wouldn't work good. If you're running D-ball, for example, increases your appetite too much. It's not going to work. Trend, bad idea for alternate day fasting. Any fasting on trend. Testosterone, bad idea as well. So certain steroids, Anadrol, bad idea. Certain steroids are really bad. This steroid stack is perfect if you want to do this alternate day fasting. It's so much simpler than just eating in a deficit every day and just being miserable. It's just so much easier. And it's actually going to be longer than 24 hours, Lobster, because if you're fasting the whole day and overnight, yeah. it's going to be longer Internet than 24 hours. So, yeah. so, yeah, so it's going to be like, – this This is kind of um, – I would yeah, I would describe whole. it more of a, even a 36-hour fast because you're fasting yeah. – you know, the whole 24 hours, then overnight, and then you're eating the next day. So maybe maybe for brunch, you'll eat your first meal the next day for brunch. Now, what day do I work out when I'm when I'm doing this? Um, you can work out on your fasting day or you can work out on the other day as well. It's not going to matter. A lot of people think, oh, I can't work out while I fast. You're going to want to work out on your fasting day because you're going to have so much damn energy. So you're going to want to work out a lot on your fasting day because you don't have energy. Just make sure you stay hydrated, especially living in your climate. It's easy to get dehydrated when you are fasting. So I think the best workout is going to be the next the, the, on your feeding day before your first meal. So in other words, you go work out right before you have your, your first meal, which is on your, on your, uh, on your day. So you fast, so, so Monday you fast all day, then Tuesday you would work out, say Tuesday morning, and then you would have your first meal after. It doesn't have to be right after, but it can be after like for lunch or something, or even if you want to wait till dinner, it doesn't matter. But don't eat, don't break your fast with a meal, and then go and work out. Because you want to take advantage of that energy that you're getting from your fast before you work out. So that's... That's how it works in nature. You don't, animals don't eat and then go hunt for food. Animals hunt for food, catch the food, then eat. That's the order that you should stick to. That's, that's nature's way. So monster final thoughts and take us into the disclaimer. Great show. Right. So guys, as always with any of uh, these shows that we do, we always say, or we like to mention as much as possible, use a trusted source, get the best results 
by using a source that has the exact products that you want. And that's especially true, Steve. I think we've said this in other shows for a much copied, much manipulated, quite often faked drug in the case specifically of Anavar and to a much lesser degree, uh, Teranobol. Um, guys, trusted source. We do this all the time with approved sources. We do this with trusted sources. They're on the forum. It might change from time to time. Some cycles, sources come and, and go. But for the most part, what we recommend on the forum, we've personally tried, and you want to do that, especially, as I said just now, with Anavar. So make sure you do that. That's the reason. Like I said, with the, the other stuff in terms of talking at the show here, Steve, guys, the more work you put in, the better. And when it comes to the fasting, it's just one of those things. I, I, again, nature allows for the human being to be incredibly adaptive. So it might be a little bit weird and a little take a little bit of getting used to the first few days, but you'd be surprised. Steve talks about this and other guys on the forums have tried fasting and they all say the same thing. The first couple of days was a bit funky. I didn't know if I could train. I wasn't sure I could add a new gym. And then what happened was that the, the body fat starts to get bleaching back into the body, being used for energy. And lo and behold, the body becomes adaptive and lets you have that fat as energy. Great. Now you actually... And again, it's one of those things. If, if, even if I didn't fast, just training at 6 o'clock in the morning versus, say, training at 10 o'clock in the morning. First few times at 6 o'clock in the morning could be really, really hard. But after a while, I'm going to get used to it. Same thing with fasting. Same thing with training on fasting. I would probably, just because, again, I train for strength, train on the days when I'm eating and have the fasting as rest days. But that's my personal preference. Guys, try it. See what you think. As always, Please note, we are not doctors and the opinions on these shows are ours and ours alone. It's our view and it's based on our experience and views on the topic. Our podcasts are for informational purposes and entertainment only. The freedom of speech and First Amendment applies.